Hey everybody, welcome to PTD Athletes, positively transforming and developing athletes. I'm your host, Zachary Van Kieran, a podcast that was created for athletes and coaches that want to further their development in exercise training, football training, periodization in relation to in-season, off-season training, and coaching psychology. Hey, welcome everybody to PTD Athletes Podcast. This is episode number three, Another Player's Journey. Hey guys, so uh, this is episode number three, Player's Journey. This goes out to one of my best friends. His name is Jared Daniels. Uh, he's also from Española, New Mexico, but he actually now resides in Alaska. He was a heck of a ball player growing up. I got to see this guy uh, just do it out, you guys. I mean, he balled out much of his high school career. And I just want to say uh, welcome, Jared Daniels. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me, Zach. I really appreciate you, man. This is uh, this is exciting. Awesome, brother. So, uh, what I wanted to ask you was a little bit of, of background on you, man. I kind of gave a little bit short descriptive of who you were, but I wanted to know uh, uh, where were you born? I was born in Taos, New Mexico, December thirtieth, nineteen ninety two. 1992. All right, man. And I believe like that I've known you all my life. You were raised in uh, northern New Mexico until the age of, I want to say, 18, I believe, correct? Yep, sure was. Yep. Okay. And uh, what I wanted to get out to the guys was um, your story, I believe, will help a lot of other uh, different athletes. And uh, everybody's got a story and I believe that any story that we have, we can share with others and um, we can kind of help out these younger youth athletes. Does it sound like a plan, man? Oh man, I think it's uh, really, really important. I think uh, this is a good thing that you got going on here and I think it's an excellent idea. And honestly, I know that I would have given anything, you know, to have uh, just as much guidance as I possibly can. You were always a big influence in my life, but uh, man, I think uh, giving these guys anything they can is really, really good. Awesome. So, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. Hold on. Thanks, man. And So, uh, what I wanted to ask you, what what was the first – how old were you when you started football, man? Uh, I played uh, Pop Warner. I don't even remember how old I was. was about six or seven years old when I first started playing Pop Warner. And, uh, man, I absolutely loved it. What, uh, What positions did you play? You know what? I can't exactly say. Um, I want to say that I pretty pretty much played everything on the line because I was one of the bigger kids. So they just put me anywhere on the offensive and defensive line that uh, you possibly could. So I can I can't really uh, remember exactly what position, but okay, sure, sure enough, man. Uh, so you were basically uh, started off as a uh, lineman on either offense mm-hmm. or defense that you could remember. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And how uh, how long did you uh, play football for before, I guess, like, since you started off in uh, Pop Warner? Do you remember how long you were in Pop Warner or if you decided to play any other years? I did Pop Warner for one year, and then uh, I went off playing other sports, you know, basketball and t-ball and all that stuff. Pretty much stuck with, you know, a bunch of different sports okay. when I was young. Big karate did a bunch of different sports, but I only played Pop Warner uh, one year. And then the next time I played football again was uh, in eighth grade for uh, Española, Española Valley. Okay. And uh, 
What made you uh, decide, uh, again, I think you said you were about six, seven, or eight uh, when you started Pop Warner. So I would say that you were probably out of the game for about three years until you got to seventh, eighth grade. Is that correct? Yep. Yep, definitely. <clears throat> okay. So uh, what made you go back? Why, why did you take a break from Pop Warner? I mean, it sounds like you were a pretty busy guy. Uh, why did you take off from Pop Warner? And what made you decide to go back in the eighth grade for Española Valley? You know, at that age, my parents were always just trying to put me in everything. So they would ask me, hey, you know, this is something new. You want to try it? And I'd be like, sure. So I kind of just, I think at that young of an age, I just wanted to broaden my perspective, try a little bit of everything to see how I liked, you know, see what I liked and what I wanted to stick with. And then um, when the opportunity came up to play uh, eighth grade football, I was actually um, told by Elias Griego, he seen me in uh, boxing. I was doing boxing at the time. And uh, he seen that I was a big athletic kid. And he said, man, you should, come and play football for us and uh told them that I was homeschooled at the time and uh they were able to work it out and you know he uh provided an opportunity so I said sure let's do it great man that's awesome so it seemed like since your parents put you out there and had you do other extracurricular activities you found somebody within the martial arts or boxing realm and then there was an opportunity for you to start playing is that correct exactly yep great man that's perfect so um could you remember of like when you first got in how did you feel i mean like since you said you were homeschooled and i can relate man that's how we know each other very well but for our listeners me and this guy go back and you know we've been we were homeschooled for the majority of our uh school lives and then as we aged up uh jared did the same thing as me where he went back to high school because he uh wanted to play more high school athletic uh sports um, but what I wanted to ask you too, man, was like, do you remember your first day going in, like how you felt or, um, the atmosphere, uh, what you were feeling like that day? You know, I was nervous as hell. I do remember that. Uh, I didn't know too many of the guys. Luckily your brother, which was obviously a good friend too. He knew a bunch of people. So I got introduced in that way, but, uh, it was very, uh, it was very nerve wracking at first. I mean, I was obviously in other sports and uh so I wasn't really nervous in that aspect but just being part of a you know a new team and a new group of guys you know will make anybody a little bit nervous I think but um but uh yeah I uh it worked out good perfect man yeah and I, I totally agree and I'm sure some of you guys can ag agree listening to us is I you know, a lot of people don't really discuss about the specifics, you know, like as soon as they go into starting their first year, you know, the team very well, uh, do you know, some of the players or are you totally brand new to this culture and you have to figure out, is it going to work for you or is it going to work for the rest of the team? And I'm glad to, to hear that it worked out for you. Cause after that happened, I knew that's uh, when you kind of started to flourish a little bit. Is that correct? It was. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, had a, I was around a good group of coaches, Elias Griego being one of them. And, um, you know, they just really helped expose me. And I, uh, I fell in love with the game. You know, the more I started to play, the more I started to learn, the more I just absolutely fell in love with it. And I think really right then and there is when I was like, this is, this is the sport for me. You know, yeah. that's, uh, 
yes. martial yeah. arts, boxing, everything that was fun, great, kept me in shape. You know, basketball, always love it, but uh, but football really, really hit it home for me. I, I know it did, and uh, I remember you having a true love for it, and uh, that's what this show's about. I want everyone to see uh, that when we talk about football or anything uh, sport-related, I want to see whoever I interview that have the love for it, and I know that you did just growing up around you. Um, that kind of leads me to the next question. You said you enjoyed it. Can you be a little bit more specific? Like, what? why did you enjoy the game? Did you play offense, defense, or – um, yeah, just basically like, why did you enjoy it? In eighth grade, I, uh, once again, I played, um, everything on the offense and defensive line. I was a center on offense at the time and then, uh, played defensive end, everything on the defensive line. Um, but I think what really made me fall in love with it is, gosh, once you, <laughs> once you hit somebody or get a good tackle in, you know, um, there's something about that rush. You know, you feel that adrenaline. Um, it's just undescribable. I mean, even at that young of age, you know, you tell a kid, you know, put on this stuff and go, you know, hit somebody really freaking hard, you know, <laughs> let out, you know, some, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just it's just a, an adrenaline rush, just a feeling that uh, it's uh, unlike anything else. And uh, I think just right then and there, and I was, you know, good at it. I was a little bit bigger than some of the guys around my age. Um, so it, I kind of had a little bit of an advantage, you know, so, uh, but, uh, I really, really just fell in love with it there. Right on. Yeah, man. I can totally relate. And I'm sure everyone else that's listening career that it does play any type of sports. And I've said this, uh, upon before on uh, episode number one was about getting that play, getting that tackle, or again, if we're just referencing any other sport, making that basket, scoring that goal, you yep, know, it's, that, yep. it's just that feeling that you can't really describe anybody unless they felt it. And I, and truly, I can say attest to it that there's no better uh, a high that I've ever endured in my life for that. I, I agree. I agree with you there. So um, that started off in eighth grade, um, and you played for Española Valley. Uh, it was Española Valley. Uh, did you end up playing for them uh, in ninth grade as well? You know, that's, that's right at the end of my eighth grade career is when um, I finally got exposed. I know you touched up on it on uh, your previous podcast on how they wouldn't allow um, homeschoolers at the time to play um, for the school systems. And um, I remember I was supposed to play in one of the varsity games in eighth grade. They put me in some of the JV games. um, And then I was supposed to travel, and I'll never forget this. I was on the bus about ready to travel to play one of the varsity games when I was in eighth grade. And the coach came and got me, and he took me off the bus and said I couldn't play the game. Didn't really get into details why, but I found out later that the – athletic director at the time found out that I was a homeschooler and that I was going to go play in this game and said that it wasn't allowed. So I wasn't able to go, but, uh, so after that happened, luckily enough, um, you know, you had that happen and then I had that happen. And my dad, uh, he just wasn't going to have that. So during my freshman year, um, that was when he was undergoing trying to figure out everything way he could in order to get homeschoolers to play um, with the school system. And so it took about a year. So I wasn't able to play my freshman year. And the deal ended up being I 
homeschooler had to take so many credit. I think it was two classes I had to do in order to play sports and then still be homeschooled. So what I believe you left off of was um, where uh, your dad wasn't having it. So then ninth grade came. You gotcha. Yeah. Uh, ninth grade came around and it was about a year until he was able to get it passed that um, homeschoolers could play for the school okay. system, the public school systems, um, as long as they took like two classes in the public school and then they then the school systems would allow a homeschooler to play uh, with the public school sports. And so uh, during that time for that year was my freshman year and I wasn't able to play um, for uh, play football for my freshman year, but I was able to come back and start again my sophomore year. Oh, interesting. So, okay, that's good to know. I'm glad we recapped on that. Uh, I thought for some reason you'd went from eighth all the way straight. So I'm sure you had a, a frustrating, I mean, like as being a freshman, I'm sure that was tough uh, having a frustrating year of not being able to play because the year prior you had just been kind of catching up. But then by the end of the season, you were already uh, growing as an athlete, as a player. So I'm sure you were eager to get back out on when you were a freshman. It was. It really was. It was sad that I wasn't able to. I mean, because, you know, as you know, every year that you miss, you know, it's just um, it's something you're missing out at. And you don't want to miss anything, you know, because you only get uh, four years of high school. So, you know, any second extra you get, you know, you'll take. So, uh, yeah, that was that was tough, but uh, stayed busy. Um, uh, obviously, you remember the homeschooled basketball league that you had started. I was so glad that I was able to be a part of that. You know, that was Yes. Um, yeah, that was uh, nice to keep me distracted, but uh, I still missed football. Yeah, most definitely, man. And uh, I think that's another good way that we know each other. And for you listeners, uh, he brings up a really good point about, um, I mean, it's it's good if you are in a post school, but I want everyone to know that this podcast is out there for anyone that just has wants a shot at, you know, making it big, want to play the sport they love, whether you'd be mm-hmm. maybe at a private school or public school, charter school, private, I mean, or even just a homeschooler. And maybe they, uh, I'm sure that these, these laws have probably passed in other states, but we're talking about early or to mid uh, thousands here. So I'm sure things have changed, but it's pretty cool to hear your perspective. So like anyone out there that maybe is having a hard time uh, not getting the playing field for maybe certain situations, such as what uh, myself and Jared faced. um, I hope that uh, this conversation can help others. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, what I also wanted to ask you, so I'm, I'm guessing that you went on to play in as a sophomore, correct? Yes. And, uh, so, and, uh, did you stay at Espanola Valley for this year? No, I was homeschooled. I stayed homeschooled for, oh, you're talking about for sophomore year? Yes. My sophomore year, I was stayed homeschooled and I was taking a couple classes, um, with Espanola Valley for the first half of the year. Um, the second half of the year, I ended up uh, just going ahead and being a full-time um, with the public school systems. Um, so after that half a year of just taking a couple classes, still playing sports, went ahead and was full-time with the public school system for the second part of my sophomore year. Still playing okay. football for Espanola Valley. Okay, great. And uh, when you went on as a sophomore, 
Uh, were you on JVC team varsity? Tell us a little bit about that. And also if you can let us know what positions you had in as in that year. No, for my sophomore year, I was with uh, the varsity team and um, position. I uh, played a little bit of everything. And when we were actually doing uh, tryouts, uh, I wanted to be a running back so bad. And um, <laughs> I'll never forget when I went, uh, the coach was given at that time, it was uh, Coach Bill Moon. Uh, it was an awesome coach, great guy. Um, he uh, was going to give everybody an opportunity. That was his first year at Espanola, uh, mind you. And um, okay. so he wanted Good to give to everybody an opportunity at uh, any position they wanted. He'd let anybody try out for any position they wanted. So uh, defensively, I was uh, outside linebacker, and uh, I was fine with that. Didn't mind that at all. Um, but uh, on offense, I wanted to be a running back. <laughs> you know, I wanted to carry the ball. I wanted <laughs> – you know, everybody wants to carry the ball and, you know, score a touchdown, you know. Sure, sure. You know, everybody wants to be the quarterback. Everybody wants to be the running back. You know, nobody wants to to be the lineman as much. You know, they don't get as much, you know, fame or glory, I guess, whatever it is. So I wanted to be a running back. Um, for my build in the high school system, no one believed I was, you know, built to be a running back. You know, I was too tall, too big, too slow or whatever. Compared to the other running backs, they laughed, but they let me try out, which was cool, you know. <laughs> and uh, so they let me try out. I didn't get it, um, but um, I thought it was cool that they at least let me try out. Um, sure. My sure. sophomore sophomore year, um, I played a, diff a couple different spots on offense. I did offensive tackle, tight end. Um, at the end of the year, um, coach actually put me in some plays at running back. <laughs> so I guess I finally persisted him enough. A couple times in practice, you know, I would just say if they needed, like, somebody to uh, uh, go up against first team, you know, and I was like, all right, yeah, sure, I'll, uh, you know, let me be running back for, you know, a play or so. And after sure. a couple of times of me, you know, going off some pretty big runs, I think they decided, you know, what the hell, let's throw the guy in for – couple plays here and there right on man well that's good that uh you got it so don't give up on it if you want to if you want a position there's anybody out there don't let anybody tell you you know at least go out there and try you know because people can go there and say oh you can't do it or whatever you know don't let that stop you you know just keep yeah, on working sure. harder and uh you know just just ask for your opportunity just get a shot you know if you want to do something stay stay passionate about it you know whether it's a certain position or whatever and um Obviously, always be a team player. You know, you, you know, if uh, you're better in a certain position in your team, I think uh, sometimes you got to suck it up. But, uh, but yeah, man, uh, don't give up. Well, uh, you you know, man, I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, it, it really is true. I mean, that's a big uh, humbling approach to look at it, saying like, you know, swallow the pride and say, you know what, my brother here actually is he's better than me at this position at this moment. I'm better right here. You know, like, why don't we, you know, uh, he'll, he'll take that position. I'll give it to him. I'll go over here and uh, I'll dominate on this end too. And that really is what the team concept is. And for a lot of you, again, listeners out there, please understand this, you guys, it, it is a team sport. And for mm -hmm. any of the sports, it's a team effort. You have to do, it's all collective. And uh, you're going after that one goal, you guys. And, 
it's 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 not necessarily being that selfish nature you know it's more giving and looking out for one another what i wanted to let you know uh jared was uh, be grateful for that as well because uh it sounds like you had a good uh coach uh it was nice that he gave you guys a, a chance to showcase where you play unfortunate for me. never had a coach that way <laughs> no and most people don't most people you know you get in there and the coach is like all right you know you're going to be this you're going to be that you know and you're kind of just handed the cards you dealt with so uh, yeah. but he was really uh he had a very uh he had a really good way of of doing things and uh he gave everybody you know an equal opportunity and uh he listened to you so uh i, th- I thought he was a really really good coach you know i'll uh, hats off to him always. And what's good to know about that, actually bringing him up, is uh, yeah, he is a good coach. Uh, he's actually uh, playing for us uh, for state, I believe, his team. And he uh, coaches for the Capital Jaguars here in Santa Fe, and his team's actually going on, I believe, to uh, state, and they're uh, they're still playing to be alive. Um, he's done wow. a heck of a job with that team this year, and. If anyone lives around New Mexico or the area or northern New Mexico, it's been a long time coming for uh, that team, especially uh, for capital. They usually uh, dominate in basketball, but for football is a big thing. So, yeah, it goes out to Coach uh, Moon for sure. Uh, yep, I definitely time. agree. Yeah, and uh, – Yeah, good on him for turning that, you know, team up. You know, I'll uh, I'll never forget playing for him. He was an um, amazing coach, so good for him. I hope uh, – I hope – him and the team uh, take it all the way. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, we need a, always a little bit more of that here in northern New Mexico. Um, so what I wanted to ask you as well, uh, so sophomore, uh, I don't remember if you said or not, forgive me, but did you play JV or varsity or just varsity or JV? Do you remember? Nope, I didn't play any JV games. I wanted to. Coaches didn't want me getting hurt in a JV game, so I didn't play any JV but you uh, just strictly varsity. varsity. Yeah, okay. just strictly varsity. Okay. And uh, to give the listeners a little bit of idea of, like, kind of who you are, how you're built, and kind of an idea with that. So, like, that I've known Jared. Jared's always been a big guy, you guys. Uh, ever since I've known him, I believe I met him when I was, like, 13. He was 10. He was already, like, a kid that was a 13, 14-year-old in this body. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's always been a big boy and I, I, and uh you know his dad's always been another good influence on him his dad had him hitting the weight since he was a little young guy and you know he had all these things and uh going back to what jared said earlier about opportunities if you feel like that's something you want to try go and try it you know it might be a little scared to go try something new but you never know what will happen and uh kind of going back to who you are uh could you explain if you could remember back then of like when you were uh sophomore of like how big you were as a person and what your build was like um let's see sophomore i pretty much was through growing i was probably right around six foot uh six foot tall i was probably 195 pounds um I remember sophomore, I actually, uh, at the time, I can't remember I was first or second in power cleans at the time. Um, I remember I was power cleaning 230 pounds when I was a sophomore. And uh, I can't remember exactly what I was benching, but I know it was over 200. Right on. on. But, uh, yeah, I was, uh, like you said, uh, my dad always had me working out. You know, I was always doing some staying active. I feel um, 
I feel like starting at a young age, what was good about when I was working out at a young age is I never did anything heavy. I was going light, more reps, always stretching, really taking care of my body. I know a lot of young kids sometimes they just want to go there and just pick up the heaviest weight as fast as they can. But um, it's not that's not always a good idea because when you're still there, you know, you're your, your, your bones, your joints, your muscles, everything's still in the developmental stage. So I was glad that I had my dad to really, um, when I first started out really young, just do everything light in moderation. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty big, uh, sophomore, fairly fast. Mm-hmm. I think I was running like five, four. Okay. Like that five, five, actually, no, I wasn't even that fast. Sophomore five, 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 six, probably. Okay. Okay. And uh, back then, you guys were going back to it and uh, kind of give you my perspective of your like, yeah, he was a big boy. Um, his fundamentals uh, when he was young were he needed a lot of work on stuff. And I'm giving the coach's aspect because me and Jared would always play as kids. We were always playing sports, or, or my brother included in there. And just uh, we had a group of friends. We were tight knit. It's good to know that back then. Uh, and I hope kids do that still more often. Just find a good group of kids and, and, you know, play sports, play backyard football, baseball, whatever it be. It, it makes you better. And I remember Jared, like once he hit like sophomore, this guy was starting to get better. Like he finally was, was succumbing to who he was. But I remember by the, I believe your junior senior, you were just rocking it in your sport and we're going to get to that. Um, Gosh, when you, you first met me, I couldn't even dribble a damn basketball. I was a big, <laughs> I was just a goofy, lunky kid. If it wasn't for you, I swear, man, I, I had no uh, eye hand coordination or nothing. <laughs> so I was really glad. Now that you bring that up, being in a group of friends, I was really glad to have uh, you know you and your brother and your dad and be able to play backyard basketball and everything. I, that was I, I wholeheartedly, um, you know, give you credit for a big part of my developmental years. And, uh, you know, not toot your horn on your own podcast or anything, but, uh, <laughs> you know, a, really a big portion of, of how I became athletically and just even to the man I am today, you know, for because of your friendship and you teaching me, you know, athletics. So I do want to thank you for that, for sure. Well, thank you, brother. And I know it. Uh, I appreciate you. Uh, and I'll, I'll take all the tooting going for myself. <laughs> <and> you- <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, uh, another thing that I wanted to go on was a few more questions, and then we'll wrap it up. Was uh, I remember? Uh, I believe your sophomore year was your last year in Espanol Valley. Is that correct? Yep, sophomore year was last year, and I uh, went over to McCurdy uh, Private School. Yep, yeah, and junior year. Okay. Okay. And. Uh, yeah, so Jared transferred over to as a junior to McCurdy uh, Private School, and kind of going back to letting you guys know who I am. Back then, was he was a junior, I was already graduated from high school, and this was uh, my first year getting into the McCurdy program. Jared was a junior, but I was over there doing my thing in middle school as a defensive coach, and we're kind of catching up and how we know how well we know with each other, but where we were in different parts of our lives. So Jared started. Uh, I believe you were a starter. Can you tell us on uh, what made you convinced to a transfer of schools? Because it seemed like you were getting pretty treated pretty well at Espanola. Was there a reason why you transferred to a different school? 
Um, yes. And, um, that was a really tough, tough decision, uh, to make in my life. But, uh, even as a sophomore, I really was already thinking at that time of, um, you know, future getting recognized for colleges and stuff like that. And at the time, the Espanola Valley program, um, it was just, uh, it wasn't very successful. Um, I think that whole entire year we won maybe one or two games and, uh, it was just a struggle. We were 4A, um, and we were playing against some good teams, especially when we started playing the teams down south. We just got obliterated. <laughs> but, sure. uh, yeah, so uh, just uh, the McCurdy um, football team, uh, they were going to, you know, state, you know, here and there. They were just a real successful pro, uh, football program. They were right there in the area, and I wanted to, you know, get recognized, and I felt, um, you know, that if I really wanted to do that, that McCurdy would be my best way of getting recognized over getting recognized at Espanola. And I just wanted to be a part of a successful football team. So I decided to uh, up and leave Espanola and go over to McCurdy, which that was a very hard decision to make too. Sure. You know. Sure. And, uh, and this is just great. You guys, this is another example story you know i've talked to some of you guys on social media saying you're not caring for what the coaching gives you or you want to leave a program you know there is a difference you guys and sometimes you know we get it's it's we get that uh you know well you're turning your back on your team you're turning your back on this uh on this program but you guys got to know as well like it's not going to last forever if you really want the chance of making it up there you want to make college ball somehow some way it's your dream if even higher than that maybe playing professionally sometimes it takes to go on to a team and you know not just because the record is better doesn't mean you know i mean it shows the outcome of a record but a lot what makes a team and a good program is yes of course winning the second of all is it's that family nature it's that brotherhood and i think that's what another reason why you decided to leave espanola was there wasn't that tight nip uh you know, one for all you're saying you know it's uh it wasn't so much that and it seemed like it was more of that way at mccurdy at the time and i could see your point as a player and that's what i felt that as a coach would you say yes uh espanola there was a hand group a handful of uh, guys who were playing that actually really cared and loved the game, I think. You know, who knows? I can't really say. I can't get in everybody's mind. But just uh, for there was a handful of people that felt like they really put their their all into it. And um, so McCurdy seemed like there was more people that actually um, that cared, that had a passion for what they were doing, you know. Um, there was a bunch of people that just – slacked off didn't cared you know and it felt like uh it just felt different so after junior year i did play for espanola for my junior year um but midway through the junior year seasons when i transferred over to mccurdy so that way i think at the time it was like you couldn't play sports for it was 180 days or something like that so i transferred after the first semester of my junior year um and uh, so that way I could get those days out of the way. So that way I'd be eligible to play my senior year for McCurdy. Okay. And that's another good point you brought up because, I mean, it shows that the sacrifice we were willing to make, you know, it wasn't just like, 
hey, see you guys later, you know, I'm going to go over here and I'm playing. Uh, like, you had to put in some time. You had to put some skin into the game. I mean, like, 180 days, that's, what, like, close to six months, I believe. Yeah, so, exactly. So you had to give – you had to do some things to go to a better uh, school. Um, so did you play uh, other sports in high school? I mean, I know you played the homeschool, but I know you played a little bit also in high school. Could you give us a little idea of where you played basketball? I played basketball uh, for Espanol as well uh, during the off season and um, football's off season. And I, uh, I only played JV, but um, that was the only other sport I played. I did wrestling for a little while. Uh, I tried it, didn't care for it, um, but pretty much just basketball and football. Yeah. And going uh, into that for you guys that, you know, I mean, what I would highly recommend, and, and not everyone's going to agree, I would highly recommend play as many sports as you got as you can, you guys. It one balances the other. It really makes a difference. Um, as if you do not, though, I mean, by all means, kind of like what I put up a post yesterday on Instagram saying, like, you take time for your mental health and your life, enjoy it for sure. But once you you find that love for the one sport, put a lot of effort into it. If you're not playing any other games and. Uh, would you say that uh, it helped you, Jared? I mean, like playing basketball, do you feel like it helped you to be a better football player and football player to be a better basketball player? Um, I wouldn't say – I mean, maybe it would help, you know, staying in shape and um, keeping my body loose. But I think just being part of a team, another team in the offseason, is just – it just helps mentally to keep yourself, you know – in that team mode, you know, because like we, you touched on a little bit earlier, you know, when you're part of a team, you know, you got to be one with everybody else, you know, all the other players. So I think playing basketball during the offseason, being a part of another team and going and playing games and staying in that competitiveness, you know, staying competitive, it just, uh, you know, keeps keeps you going, you know. I, uh, I think that that's really important, like you said, for – playing other sports, you know, always, uh, always being part of something. I think it really, uh, it helps you grow mentally, uh, as a player. Most definitely. And, uh, I'm glad you brought that up again, man. It's the concept of team. It really is. And, um, we're getting closer to that time, but also I have a few more questions for you. Um, what did you play when you started at, uh, uh, what position did you play when you started at uh, McCurdy school? McCurdy, uh, I was outside linebacker um, on defense. And then um, offense, I was slot receiver um, and also played running back. Slot receiver, running back, and I even got to play quarterback a couple plays. Wasn't really good at it, but I could throw the ball really (laughs) far. So sometimes we'd do a jet sweep and they'd throw me the ball and I would throw a Hail Mary in the end zone. (laughs) And – Thank God for Carlos being such a good receiver because I couldn't throw with a damn. Um, <laughs> but, uh, at least you owe to up to it, man. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what I wanted, so, I mean, you guys can kind of see the transition here, you know, like Jared started off when he was a Park Warner, you know, I mean, as this young kid, he doesn't really, I mean, kind of knows where he wants to be, but it's all new to him coaches kind of put him where he wanted to be or where they wanted him to be. And, you know, he started off defensive, offensive lineman. 
uh, we move up to the eighth grade and kind of the same thing, maybe a little bit, uh, a little bit more out there as in like playing a little bit of running back and, um, and such. And then as you move on to sophomore, it, you moved a little bit more athletically. And that's another reason why you moved up as a, uh, uh, outside linebacker and, um, and then once again, going up another year to a junior, uh, junior, are we talking, uh, are we on your senior or junior year? We're on the senior year. Yeah. Senior year. So we're because of the whole ordeal for the junior year. Yeah, that's correct. So yeah, going into the senior, I mean, you were playing more positions than you had ever played before. And by all means, your speed increased dramatically. Cause I think you were saying you, when you were at 10th grade, you were running a five, five. I'm sure at the same time, like not just athletic wise, you played more positions, but were you seeing any increases in the the gym as in lifting as in your speed? My senior year is when I noticed the biggest uh, jump and um, I got, that was when I was the strongest, fastest. Uh, I was working out all the time, you know, um, I really, really noticed my biggest increase senior year. I think that's when I fully got into my body and, that's when, uh, when uh, I think that's really when your body is fully developed. Well, I mean, obviously, I think it's like in your 20s. But, you know, at that time is when I was able to put up my most weight and everything. I can't remember what uh, my senior year at the end of my senior year is the first time I benched 300 pounds. Okay. And uh, I was power cleaning. My max was 295. I, I was a great power cleaner, but uh, I worked hard at it. I was always, always power cleaning because I needed to get my speed up. I'll never forget Bill Moon who told me, he says, if you want to play at the college level, being an insider, outside linebacker, he says that you're going to have to run a uh, 5.040 and you're going to have to bench 315 pounds and power clean 305 pounds if you want to make college level. So that was something that uh, I really, really worked hard on in the off season. And the end season is getting my bench press up, my speed through power cleans. And uh, that's when I noticed uh, my body just started really getting bigger and fully developed. And uh, and I'm sure, I mean, like, those are all great. I mean, I think the building platform is uh, – I'm going to throw a little bit of my trainer sense in there. But kind of what Jared brought up, you guys, is, you know, we have this egotistical outlook when we're young. You know, we want to be macho. We want to be men, of course, you know. And there's this cliche of, like, you know what, I got to lift heavy weights. I'm going to go and I have to lift the heaviest weights out of anybody. But Jared didn't start off that way. You know, he started off with endurance, first and foremost. And that is the, probably the best laying foundation that his dad could have told Doing things lightweight with a lot of repetition, of course, always increasing that weight. But then once we have that platform and that base built, then we're able to go with heavier uh, lifting and do more like maximal strength. And then we can move on to other things. Once all those things are done, we can move on to like power explosive type movements, like how you were doing with Olympic style lifting, which is a very good uh, explosive workouts that you need to be a good football player. And I mean, it didn't happen overnight. You had to build your body in the base to get there. Correct. So much work. Yep. Correct. You, you know, so much work goes into it, you know, um, Really, in the off season, that's where I think uh, real athletes are made right there. You know, what you're doing um, when the season's over, uh, that dedicates, you know, to what you're going to be next year. So I think if you're really dedicated, you know, you're working hard on your uh, the, the parts that you aren't very good at. You know, say you're slow, you start working on your speed. You're not 
working on your weaknesses during the offseason, I think, is what makes the really, really successful and good athletes um, uh, really get to the next level. And I mean, what better feeling than that, right, man? Like you've been busting your ass all we all year long. You don't really know if it's working. You know, I mean, you're trusting the process. You're hoping it's going to work, right? But oh, yeah. once you get there and, and the plan starts and you see that you've improved, you're a better, smarter player, you're faster, your instincts, everything else. Once you start putting from all that work in the offseason, you're seeing it, it come. I mean, it's just there's no better reward. I agree. I completely agree. And uh, going on from there, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about um, from high school. Like, so what were your plans after high school? Were you wanting to go into college? Did you want to play college sports or uh, what it, What were you looking for at that time? I did. Um, I, I, I knew early on I wanted to go on and play college and um, I wanted to go on and play professional too. You know, if it was, if I was able to, I, even when I was thinking about playing at the professional level I never thought like oh you know I always wanted to just make it there first never like go right into the NFL and be the best player in the world or anything like that but even just making a practice squad or you know start one level at a time you know maybe division two division one college and then from there move on and get on a practice squad or something like that but I I I really love football so I wanted to give it a shot sure sure man and can you give us a little bit of a of like what had happened after your uh, college or I mean, after, uh, sorry, uh, playing football for high school, like what was the highest, uh, I guess, uh, what was your record in closing for your senior year? And uh, what, how far did you guys get as a team at your final year of football? In, in I, high school? I can't remember what our uh, record was, but we uh, made it to the quarterfinals in my senior year. And uh, we lost that game, I believe, by a field goal or something like that. That was pretty damn heartbreaking to be at the the last game of, you know, your high school career and get that far and lose out. That was pretty heartbreaking, which it would be for, for uh, you know, any I think every senior when they get to that last game, you know, of your senior year, you know, it's uh, that's a real emotional one, a tough one. And uh that, that one hit me hard, but, um, yeah, we made it to the quarterfinals, I believe it was, and um, I had gotten an offer for to play in the North-South game, but um, I had hurt my ankle one of the hundred dozen times, and uh, I hurt it in the off-season and uh, needed to end up having surgery. So I didn't play the North-South game um, because of that. And I chose not to play because I still wanted to go and play college. And I had a couple colleges that were looking at me at the time. I did a football camp. Oh, big thing, football camps. I think those are really extremely important. Great. Um, also, I went and um, I competed at the Elite 100, which is 100 players throughout the state who uh, get chosen and go and you do, you know, some drills and a bunch of college coaches, I guess, show up and, you know, high schools from all around the state and everything. That was good exposure and that was great to see, you know, a uh, bunch of other players from all around the state 
some of the best players around the state. That was really cool. I loved that. And, um, but I was able to, uh, I was looked at by a couple different colleges. I had a choice to go in to Highlands, New Mexico, New Mexico State, and, uh, Fort Lewis was the one that was that I really wanted to go to. I wanted to get out of New Mexico, go try something different. Uh, Fort Lewis sure. didn't offer a scholarship or anything, but I wanted to just go play anyway. So Ian at the time, Ian and I, um, obviously, you know, for the other listeners, is uh, another really good friend. He played football over at McCurdy. And uh, so we went to Fort Lewis. We decided to go to play at Fort Lewis. And uh, – we had talked to the coaches and they said that uh, depending on how we played in the beginning of the year, they would decide whether to give us scholarships or not. So we went uh, for the summer camp and I remember that was a whole different experience. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, being in high school and dominating for those, you know, last couple of years, especially my senior year. Um, Going to go into the next level and playing, and it was just a Division two college. And uh, playing there, but even then, they're still big boys. Um, I'll never yeah, forget. For it, sure. was a, it, was a, it was a it was a big difference. And uh, it felt more like that's where I should be at. That was the level I should be at. You know, those were the, the, the caliber of guys that I should be playing with. So, uh, okay. went over there, and we started – um played uh during the off season and practiced with the team and uh had a I had some falling out with some of the players. Um I was a an inside linebacker. I made uh, the position inside linebacker and um you know I was really surprised. I was thinking once I got to the college level, you know, everything was gonna be another brotherhood, you know, very team oriented. And it was a lot different. I mean, uh, once I got to the college level, the offense and defense, even though you're you guys are on the same team, you guys are complete and utter enemies. I'll never forget. There was a fight every single day <laughs> during the off season, um, Good during practice, during practice. I couldn't believe it. And, you know, there's at this point, they're, you know, they're all grown men. Even at 18, I was just a punk kid in their eyes, you know, I was playing against, you know, some 23, 24, 25 year olds. Sure. Boys, you know, and, um, you know, I didn't get along with some of the linebackers. It was really sad because I really wanted to be a part of the, the group, the family. And, uh, I made a lot of good friends with the, uh, other part of the team. Uh, funny story, actually, how I, uh, got some friends is, um, during one of the scrimmages that we had, offense versus defense, I was in there playing, and uh, uh, the offensive tackle was just an absolute monster. He's this big Simone guy, you know, weighed like 350 pounds. Okay. He set the school record or something like that just a couple of days before, benching over 500 pounds. Huge dude. Wow. And uh, he uh, – I was going up, and uh, uh, after the whistle – uh, he would shove me and I let it go the first time and I was like, whatever. And then after the whistle, second time <laughs> he shoved me again, just after the whistle. And, uh, I was, 
I didn't want to take it. So, uh, in my bright idea, I decided to go and just hit him back. <laughs> so, uh, okay. He didn't take that too nicely. And so he took me and grabbed me and went to throw me on the ground. I held onto his shoulder pads. We both fell to the ground. He's on top of me, just beating the hell out of me. <laughs> you know, by, the, <laughs> by that time, some other players and the coaches, you know, they pulled us, pulled us apart, pulled us apart, pulled him off of me. <laughs> um, Got, but I'll never sure. forget after that, after practicing everything, I thought he was going to hate me and everything. But afterwards, and he's like, hey, freshman, you know, thought that was really cool what you did, you know, sticking up for yourself and everything. And a bunch of the other guys on the team said the same thing, you know. Uh, I'm sure some of them thought I was crazy why I <laughs> picked a fight with the biggest dude on the team. <laughs> and I'm not promoting that, by the way, at all, going and picking a fight with the biggest guy on the team by any means. <laughs> it's not a good idea. <laughs> but uh, but just sticking up for yourself. And I thought that, that uh, I was glad I did that because I made a big uh, impact for the rest of the team. But uh, – yeah, I just had a falling out with some of the other linebackers and uh, and decided against playing Fort Lewis. So um, okay. I finished out the uh, summer and everything, and coach was uh, got a hold of us a couple times, got a hold of me a couple times, and really wanted me to go back and continue playing uh, for them. But uh, I decided against it. And uh, that was another one of the really tough decisions in my life. And uh, – uh, I'm sure another a lot of bunch of other athletes will have that decision and just got to stick to your stick to your guns and, and follow through with it. But uh, so I went and then, uh, ended up joining school with UNM and uh, my plans was going and playing football for them. But uh, during that season, I wasn't able to play the first season because I already went to another school and NCAA rules and everything. So. I wasn't going to be able to play for him regardless for the first year. So I ended up hurting my ankle again. And uh, from there, I just uh, – after, after having surgery, it was the same one I had surgery on. Uh, that kind of sealed the deal for my football career, uh, which yeah. was really, really yeah. tough. That was that was a, a really, really hard, hard thing for me too. It was really depressing, but uh, – Injuries, man, they're a real deal. They're the real deal. You got to uh, you got to be careful. And if there's any bit of advice that I could give any of these young guys, is take care of your body. You know, um, take care of your injuries. Uh, I was really stubborn. I was really stubborn. My injuries. I was young. I just uh, I thought that I was invincible, bulletproof, and um, I should have focused more on my injuries and strengthening them. Um, and uh, if there's any advice I give to any of these young guys, it's uh, focus on your rehabilitation. If you get injured, um, stay off of it. You know, uh, listen to your body. You know, um, there's times where you got to just suck it up, go with the pain. You know, and just fight through the pain, and that's all there is to it. And then there's sometimes where you really got to take it easy and uh, and uh, and heal yourself, you know, so that way you can extend and make, have a longer career. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And that, that's a good point, man. It's like, sometimes I know it's hard as a player, you guys, because I had this where sometimes you really are injured and you know, you don't want to say anything because you're afraid you're going to get your spot lost or 
sometimes you're even afraid to tell the coach because sometimes maybe you don't have a good coach that's just thinking that you're making it up just so you can sit out when in fact you can actually really be hurt. But also we have the vice versa where um, you're not so hurt and you're thinking that you are. But, I mean, there's a difference between being having a, a hurt and a serious injury. And for what Jared's saying is, he had a really bad uh, uh, ankle, and he had uh, – I'm, I'm sure you guys caught it earlier where he had a lot of run-ins with this guy and constantly was just giving him uh, problems with that. So, like, going back to it, what he was saying is very true, as in just take care of your injuries, you guys. You only have one body, and, you know, be grateful because when you are young, a teenager, you know, you can get over your injuries fairly quickly, but the older you get, they take longer – and then once you are even in your 20s, 30s, the older you get, you will start noticing some of those areas of where you had a bad nagging injury. So the best thing I can offer is like what Jared said was just try to manage them as best as you can. And wouldn't you agree, Jared? I would. I, I completely would. And uh, really uh, focus on um, preventative you know, measures on your body and i think that uh strength and conditioning and stretching you know is uh is the most important part you know don't just when you go to the gym and work out don't just jump in there you know actually start with a warm-up start off with stretching it's really easy for us to think like oh you know i can just do that no no problem but um we have to stay disciplined and um and get yourself uh somebody who knows what they're what they're doing, you know, that, uh, has experience and, um, yeah, just take care of yourself. Well, right on brother. Hey, I appreciate you doing this again. You, uh, again, man, I, um, you're a dear, uh, loved one to me and a close brother. And I hope you guys, uh, got inside of what Jared was saying. You guys, we hit up a lot of topics. So yeah, truly bear with us. The more you listen to this episode, there will be a lot of topics that will help you guys, especially if you're trying to think of going on to play in college or you maybe have some issues with some injuries. I mean, there's a whole lot we, we covered on this. So if you have to break it down, listen to this podcast piece by piece. But I hope that we provided some value to you guys. I want to give it up again for Jared Daniels for coming in. And uh, yeah, just thanks for being in, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me again. And uh, I, uh, I love you too, brother. And uh, anybody here listening, this guy right here, he helped me so much throughout my career. He's really smart. He's gotten even smarter and uh, more experience. And um, he made a big difference in my life. And I can only imagine with all the knowledge and everything that you have now. And uh, really excited for what you have to offer with these younger guys and younger athletes and, you know, guys and girls. You know, there's some uh, badass female athletes out there too. So, uh, I, uh, I'm excited. Yes, to, I'm excited to have. I'm excited to uh, to see what you uh, can do for these guys, and uh, I think it's good what you're doing. I really do. Thanks, brother. Again, I appreciate you, man. I will uh, speak to you soon. Right on. Sounds good, man. All right. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks, man. You too. This is the end of episode number three. A player's journey here on PTD Athletes Podcast. A special thanks goes out to Jared Daniels again for coming up on the show. I appreciate having him. We talked a lot about different topics, and I hope that he was a big asset to you guys. If you guys feel like you're getting a lot of help in this, I hope so. If you are interested, keep listening. There's more to come. If you can find me on 
Also, Spotify, Anchor, CastBox, Breaker Podcasts, Radio Republic, Google Podcasts, and lastly, Stitcher. Thanks again, you guys. See you next time. Stay blessed.